Thanks for listening to English Go podcast. To listen without advertisements or to read episode transcripts, visit englishgo.co.uk for more information. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello again. Um, I've decided to do a sort of part two. Um, for the previous episode, um, what did I call the previous episode? One second. Two types of Britain is what I called it. Um, oh, that's not Britain as in B-R-I-T-I-A-N. That's Britain as in B-R-I-T-O-N, um, which means a person who's from Britain. Um, actually, when people call us Brits. Um, this is the shortened version of Britain. Well, it probably is, isn't it? Is it? Is it the shortened version of British? I'm not sure now. <laughs> it could be either. Um, but just whilst I'm talking about this, just a quick, a quick point for you. It's probably not a good idea to call a British person a Brit um, to their face, um, or when you're talking to them or emailing them or whatever um, because it sounds a bit rude to be honest and I think it's only really Americans that do it they call us the Brits and it sounds a bit unfriendly when you shorten um, British the British I think is much better if you want to say it British people is nice um, but yeah, probably not a good idea to say it to someone's face. I did I did have someone say it to me uh, recently, and I thought, ooh, that's a little bit rude. <laughs> but it's okay. I mean, this person wasn't a native um, English speaker, so of course, um, we will forgive you. Anyway, back to the topic. So I thought I'd do a sort of part two 
to that episode because because when I was listening to it again, when I finished it, I thought, oh, there's so many things I didn't say or so many things I didn't explain well or maybe if you listen to that part and you don't understand um, sort of like my feelings, my thoughts very well, then maybe it sounds like I hate Americans or something like that. I'm not sure. So firstly, um, when I said that there's a modern type of English person, a modern type of Britain, and um, this person is influenced a lot by American culture, um, that's that I didn't mean um, <laughs> because they're influenced by American culture, um, they become this different person and maybe it's not a very nice person. That's not what I meant at all. I just meant the, the sort of stereotypical modern English British person tends to like um, American culture and be affected by um, American behavior. Now, as to whether or not that's a good thing, that's entirely someone's choice, isn't it? Some people love American English and American stuff, Americana. Um, some people love British stuff, some people love Australian stuff, and so on and so on. Um, that's just a matter of choice. For me, as you know, um, I'm rather biased towards British stuff, so I really like um, the sort of traditional Britain, you know, with with the air where everyone has like speaks very nicely and has nice manners, and we have gentlemen walking in the streets <laughs> and everyone's saying good day to you, and uh, the sort of old-fashioned, stereotypical image of Britain. I quite like that. So, in my opinion, I don't really like this Americanization um, that's going on. I don't really like English people, uh, British people, becoming more American because I think it's losing a part of our culture, a part of our identity. I mean, on one hand, it's fine because it's just America, isn't it? You know, it's just another... English-speaking country, but on the other hand, it's it's sad. I think it's sad. I, I like differences. I think though the fact that we have so many different countries, so many different cultures, so many different languages is just fascinating, really interesting. And um, one thing I notice happening partly due to I suppose it is partly due to American influence and the way that there's such a big American influence on the whole world is that the whole world is becoming more American. Um, so maybe the whole world is losing its identity a bit. You, know, you, you, can't, you, you can't go anywhere without finding a McDonald's or KFC these days, can you? You can, <laughs> you can probably go to some small desert island and... Um, you turn the corner and there's like <laughs> McDonald's waiting for you there or something like that. Um, but yes, um, I just wanted to explain that I, I don't uh, dislike America 
or anything like that. Um, I visited New York and I loved it. I had a great time there. I would like to go back there again. Um, I want to, there's actually quite a few uh, places um, I want to go and visit in America at some point if I get the chance. Um, and actually, it might interest you to know this, but when I was growing up, when I was much younger, be probably because of all of this American influence um, from television and so on, um, I really wanted to live in America. I imagined someday that I'd like leave England and go and live in America, go and buy a house over there. And uh, it's just an idea that really attracted me. It was really attractive to me back then. Um, but as I've grown up, uh, I sort of changed my opinion. Um, I realized that America wasn't as amazing as America claims it is. So um, how do I, That that's a bit difficult, isn't it? Um, so like the image of America is it's like a very amazing place, but um, when you look deeper, you find there's a lot of problems, a lot of problems. So I am happy um, that I am living in England and I didn't go over to America, actually. Um, anyway, I didn't want this entire episode to be about America because it was not meant to be. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about was on on the subject of um, types of British people, types of Britain, um, gentlemen, the idea of English gentlemen. What what do you think of England? You know, what do you think of England? Um, what images comes in? What image comes into your mind? Um, one thing I often hear um, when I'm speaking to foreign people is the idea of English gentlemen. Um, especially women. Women will remark about, you know, remark, remarks a bit, we don't need to use words like that. Women will say um, things about English gentlemen, like, oh, it must be nice. England's full of all these gentlemen and so on and that kind of thing. And um, it's sort of difficult to listen to that without laughing because it is not true. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but this is not, not true at all. Um, it probably was true. I'm almost certain it was true at some point in time. Um, some point when people had more pride. People were proud to be British, I think. People wanted to have good manners, good morals. Um... But if you go to any town centre in England, um, well, or Scotland, or Wales, or Northern Ireland, in the UK, you will have a hard time finding gentlemen, I think. I mean, I, I suppose they exist. They do exist. They're just... It, to me, it feels like they're few and far between. Um, which is a nice phrase that means there's not many of them, few and far between. And probably the reason is that it's just not fashionable. It's not fashionable to be a gentleman. It's not fashionable to be kind 
and generous and so on, that's not the image that we see in the media, is it? We see what what's fashionable is like wealthy people with lots of money who've probably been selfish um, to get so much money and spending lots of money on themselves. Um, that's fashionable. I don't think people generally tend to become rich or become famous by being nice. <laughs> There's this phrase, um, nice guys finish last. Um, and it just means if you're nice, you don't get anywhere in life. You're not going to be successful. Um, so I do think that's gone out of fashion. I think it's more in fashion to be sort of like a bit selfish, um, very concerned with your own appearance, your own image, um, a bit naughty. Um, you know, there's the idea that women are generally attracted to bad men. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just gone out of fashion, really, um, which I think is a shame. Again, it's another part of English culture, British culture, that's just fading away. It's becoming no more. Uh, I try um, to be a gentleman. I don't know if I'm very good at it, but I think the important thing is trying. The important thing is, you know, trying to be a better person, a nicer person, even if you make mistakes, just recognizing that you've made mistakes and hopefully uh, being strong enough to change next time. That's what I feel is missing um, in England. That's what I feel is missing when I talk about this sort of modern Britain. Um, these people are generally not so bothered about those around them. It's very much self. It's all about the self. Um, but I think this is probably a global problem, to be honest. Um, I think the same thing is happening all around the world. Um, I think social media uh, has a big part to blame. Um, and many other things. But we won't go there because it's a big topic and it's quite complicated, to be honest. Um, but just know that I am here in England fighting a battle <laughs> for um, like traditional English things. I try as much as possible to push away um, American words, American phrases, um, and American uh, like intonation. And, I, and sometimes I fail. Sometimes it's so difficult when everyone around you is sort of like speaking more American. Um, that is, it's very hard. And uh, also, I don't know the traditional British things. I would like to keep those alive. So I'm here fighting, trying to keep, <laughs> trying to keep the culture alive, trying to, um, I don't know, pass it on as much as possible. But to be honest, it is a losing battle. 
I am losing. There is no winning this battle. English people are changing. England is changing. Um, it's an it's inevitable, which means you can't prevent it. Probably in fifty years, maybe a hundred years, who knows? The accent is just going to be pretty much American. Um, even that, when I say pretty much American, the going up at the end, pretty much American, it should go down. <laughs> you can't avoid it. It's it's impossible. Yeah. So, um, 50 years, 100 years from now, I, I think England's going to look a bit more different. It's when I when I when I watch someone young on a television, and they're giving an interview or something like that, I'm just shocked, really shocked, by how different young people are now, how American young people are now. So yes, we're all changing. Your idea of England is not going to exist. Um, some parts of it won't exist. <laughs> Um, in 50, 100 years, maybe. And that's a bit of a sad thing. What I hope will happen is that at some point in time, it will become fashionable again to just be yourself, to just um, sort of identify with your own country, your own culture, your own language, and just try and keep it alive. Um... I don't know if that's going to happen, though. I don't know if people are going to say, whoa, wait, we're losing all of this culture. We're changing too quickly. Um, you know, let's, let's think about what's, what we're losing here. What's the good bits that we're leaving behind? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It might not happen. It probably won't happen. That's a sad thing. But we will see. We will see. There are still parts of um, England where you can go to, like, a small town or something, and it does feel traditional. It does have that sort of image you might see in films. Um, you know, what is sort of like a bit like Harry Potter-esque image, Harry Potter-ish image uh, you might think of. Um, but, yeah. Um, probably not London, to be honest. <laughs> that's that's changed a long time ago. <laughs> Maybe parts of London. Parts of London are um, still uh, traditional-ish, I think. But it's a very modern city, London. Very modern. Um, which, again, isn't a bad thing. It just depends what you want, what you like, um, what you're looking for. Um... And anyway, I have talked about this for far too long now. Um, I do apologise. I hope it's um, an interesting topic for you. And uh, I know I know the language I've used has been a bit difficult at times. Um, but when it's something that I'm talking about and I feel quite passionate about, I do tend to um, lose myself a little. I do tend to lose uh, <laughs> sort of control of what I'm saying. Um, so I hope it was okay. With that said, I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for listening until the very end of the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give my podcast a rating, or if you have the time, write a review. It's a really nice way of letting me know you enjoy these episodes and encourages me to make more of them for you. Thanks very much and have a lovely day.